Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk to the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. I'm one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church here in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today we return to chapter 16 once more, uh, a chapter which takes up the important subject of good works. Paragraph 3 takes up the very important issue of the cause of good works. Their ability to do good works, it says, is not at all of themselves, but wholly from the Spirit of Christ, and that they may be enabled thereunto, besides the graces they've already received, there is necessary an actual influence of the same Holy Spirit to work in them to will and to do of His good pleasure. Yet they are not hereupon to grow negligent as if they were not bound to perform any duty unless upon a special motion of the Spirit, but they ought to be diligent in stirring up the grace of God that is in them. The Spirit of God is the sovereign and efficient cause of good works. Not only is the previous grace of the Spirit crucial, but a present actual influence is also necessary. So says the Confession. And Ezekiel 36 says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You will be careful to observe my ordinances. That is verses 26 and 27 of Ezekiel 36. But also Philippians 2, 12 and 13 is clear. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, whenever the sovereignty of God manifests in the activity of the Spirit is so emphatically stated to be the cause of good works, the depraved human heart almost automatically will draw a perverse deduction. It will reason, since I am unable to do any good work without the Spirit, I am at liberty to wait for the moving of the Spirit before I attempt to perform any good work. This is what the confession means by a special motion of the Spirit. Uh, what is wrong with this seemingly logical deduction? It equates the influence of the Spirit with certain emotional sensations or feelings. Such an equation the Bible nowhere supports and in fact refutes. John 3.8 speaks of the Spirit's influence as mysterious, like the blowing of the wind. It cannot be equated with feel, feel, human feelings and emotions, which we control. Philippians 2.12 and 13 speaks of how we must work out our salvation because God works in us. But it does not equate this working with human feelings or emotions. This deduction makes the motions of the Spirit the rule of our duty. The rule of our duty is, however, the preceptive will of God, not the way we feel, not even the way we think the Spirit is making us feel. This kind of quietism and passive waiting on God contradicts the assertions of Scripture regarding human responsibility. 2 Peter 1.10, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For this reason, I remind you, said Paul as well, to kindle afresh 
the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands.'" 